Experts write that hunger is caused by food scarcity? Squirreled away in the University of California, Berkeley, Agriculture Library, I begin what becomes Diet for a Small Planet, my attempt to reframe the hunger challenge. Within less than a decade, I am summing up my core message this way. Hunger is not caused by a scarcity of food, but by a scarcity of democracy. To this day, I am grateful. The zeitgeist of the 1960s lifted me up, enabling me to feel part of something big, even historic, a movement across all issues with people who believed that together we could make the world a better place. I never felt alone. No doubt, these experiences kept me motivated all these years. So, in 2015, I land in Mexico City to attend the world's first conference on how to get money out of the control of so-called democracies. Waiting in the rain for the airport bus, I strike up a conversation with a young American named Adam. Adam. The year is 2011, and as a wide-eyed 18-year-old, I had just finished my third week at Vassar College, and am on my way to attend the first day of the Occupy Wall Street protest. Never having been part of a protest before, I am both excited and scared. Only a few hundred show up to the rally, which feels to me like a letdown. Yet as I head back to Vassar the next morning, I find out that we made the local news. Immediately, I feel a part of something. Occupy soon explodes across the country. I become a staunch Occupy defender, debating professors who call the movement aimless, and I start avidly pursuing the study of political science. Then, on the morning of November 17, 2011, the two-month anniversary of Occupy, I throw myself into the political maelstrom. I arrive in Zuccotti Park around 6.30 a.m. My stomach clutches, and I want to turn back and go home feeling an affinity with the movement and to the history that was waiting to be made, I don't. We attempt to delay Wall Street's opening bell, rally against student debt, and take over a busy six-lane thoroughfare with 10,000 people. The experience of collectively assembling in common purpose fills me with passion. I open myself to the voices of others, people whose lives are so different from my own shaking the comfort of growing up in a financially stable household. The experience alters my intellectual life, too. I become fixated on why our society is incapable of alleviating suffering, of addressing the problems we collectively face. Soon thereafter, I join Democracy Matters, a national student-based organization fighting for democracy reform as a way to supplement my learning in the classroom. I never thought about democracy policy, but after being trained by the staff, my eyes are opened. I find the answer I was seeking. Until we fix our democracy, we will never be able to address the crises we face today. After three years organizing with Democracy Matters, my commitment to democracy reform solidifies. I am invited to attend a conference in Mexico City on international money in politics. I am about to depart for a year in Paris to research this exact subject, so how could I turn it down? Little do I know, I will meet the legendary Francis Moore LaPay, 
beginning what will become a virtually nonstop conversation about democracy. Nine months later, in the spring of 2016, we became friends as we marched together from Philadelphia to Washington, D.C., as part of Democracy Spring, a movement fighting for deep democracy reforms. We discovered remarkable similarities in our earliest political moments and spent countless hours on the march talking. Afterward, we enjoyed writing short pieces about democracy reforms. But at 11 p.m. on election night, 2016, our world shifted, as it did for so many. We'd been energized with hope by Democracy Spring, and suddenly, all that we had marched for seemed under threat. We knew we had to tell America about the democracy movement that is so energizing us.